0: I'm excited to talk about today's topic, which is all about the best and worst crackers for babies and toddlers. I'm gonna walk you through what are the things to look for when it comes to choosing a cracker for your baby or your toddler, what are the things to avoid. But before I get into all of those details, I wanna let you know that I have made up a free download that you can just grab and keep on your fridge, which has all of the crackers that I recommend and the ones that I don't recommend, on a list that's actually ranked in terms of the best crackers that you can offer regularly, the ones that you can serve occasionally, and the ones that you should avoid or limit. And it's all broken down by age. It takes into account not just nutrition, but also the choking risk for your baby or your toddler. And I have pictures to go along with the brand so you can easily shop for the crackers that you want and avoid the crackers that you don't. If you want to get your hands on this free guide, just click the link in my show notes. I have it right there for you. It is so easy and you can refer to it anytime. All right, let's dive into the details now. Let's start with the fact that crackers are first of all very very popular food for toddlers especially but even for babies a lot of people start offering crackers like maybe a rice cracker or an arrowroot cracker or some other form of cracker early on and it's a food that is definitely very very convenient for parents and very very well accepted by most kids. And that is fine. That is actually a really great thing. Now, the thing with crackers, as we're going to get into, is we're going to discover that not all crackers are made equal, even though they claim to be healthy or, you know, whole grain or maybe have probiotics or have servings of vegetables. Like you can find so many different claims out there on the market. But it doesn't mean that it's actually beneficial or that it's true. And again, we're going to dive into all of that in just a second. Now, what I do love about crackers is the fact that they are such a good vehicle for getting other nutrient-dense foods on or into a child. So what I mean by that is you can put a nutrient dense spread on there. You could maybe spread some cheese, uh, black bean spread, avocado, maybe tzatziki, some almond butter or peanut butter, um, some hummus, like even if you were to do like ghee or butter or mashed potatoes or, Honestly, like, sky's the limit. Anything with that pureed kind of texture can easily go on it, and it can make it really easy, especially for a new eater, to get those foods in who might otherwise, you know, find it very difficult to eat with their fingers or to use a utensil to get those foods in. And I love the fact that, again, it is so you know, easy to serve because it's not like there's any prep involved. So crackers can be really good. Now, the thing that I wanna make a note of is that sometimes what happens is it's so convenient that we can rely on it a little bit too much as parents. So I wanna just bring that to light and bring that to your attention because not only does you know serving too many of the same foods prime our kids to fall into a food rut, but it's also shaping their taste buds, especially at such critical ages. So it's going to basically prime them to not only like meltable, salty, crispy foods like crackers over other solid foods that we want them to actually expand to, but it's also not good to just continually get those same nutrients in. We want a lot of variety in our kids' diets. So just something to note is that we don't wanna over-rely on crackers, like sometimes can happen really easily. So let's get into now, what are the things to actually look for? If you wanna purchase crackers for your baby or your toddler, let's start with the very first thing that I look for. And that is to find something with as minimal processing as possible. So, of course, if you think about it, crackers in general are a processed food, which doesn't mean that you can't or you shouldn't offer it, that it's not good or anything like that. But just know that processing, which, you know, even if you're just, you know, grinding something up or puffing it, like maybe rice puffs or you're flaking it, all of those processes change the way that a food is metabolized in the body. So, it's not like a purely whole food. Right? It's going to be metabolized slightly different than that. So, for example, if you have whole wheat flour, that's not going to have the same effect as eating whole wheat bread, which also doesn't have the same effect as actually chewing literally on a grain of wheat, right? All of those are processed to different degrees. And the rate of breakdown of the nutrients that we're getting from each of those foods that are processed differently is really, really different in each case, especially in terms of how it affects our blood sugars and how that in turn affects our hunger levels, you know, that kind of thing. So while you will see lots of benefits from crackers, you want to make sure that they're made from high quality ingredients and that ideally they're not overly processed, right? We have to have some processing, but we're not like processing the crap out of it. So ideally we wanna aim for crackers that aren't made from refined grains. Because whatever fine grain is essentially is it's a grain that only contains the starchy part of the grain. Because if you think about the composition of a grain, you have three main parts. You've got the bran, the germ, and you have the endosperm. So what happens is when you refine it and you process it down, most of the time you are removing the bran and you're removing the germ, and that's you know the whole grain part of it. And then you're left with the refined grains, which is just kind of like endosperm, basically. And it does contain, you know, some amounts of some vitamins and some little bits of fiber. But really, you've removed most of those good nutrients and most of that fiber with the rest of the grain when you've when you've stripped it away. So what we want to look for when we're on, looking at the ingredient list of a box of crackers is to look for the word whole grain, right? Because that's going to indicate that we're not stripping it away, we've got the whole thing there intact. Ideally, we also want to have a cracker that's made with really high quality ingredients. That's actually a must. If I was to rephrase that, I would say it's a must when looking for healthy cracker options. Because when it's made with high quality ingredients, then that's going to mean that the cracker is going to be more nutrient dense, meaning it's going to be higher in healthy fats and protein and fiber, in iron, obviously in calories, but good calories, right, which are all going to be very important for growing babies and toddlers. Now what you do find on the market is most crackers and most puffs that are there are made of really simple, again, highly processed grains like rice and corn, which lack nutrient variety and they lack nutrient density. It's essentially sometimes just eating like plain, almost like empty calories, right? Because it's just the carbohydrates going in, but there's nothing else attached to it. We also know that rice-based products, when they're eaten in abundance, so in large amounts, they can significantly contribute to high arsenic levels in the body. Um, This is actually something that I talk about in depth on my Instagram page. You can check out the highlight that's called arsenic in rice. That's going to teach you a lot about the effects of um, having large amounts of rice and different types of rice that can contribute to arsenic levels being too high in, in babies. And also, I have a blog post on organic foods for babies and toddlers, and in there I talk a little bit about that as well. So you can check out both of those using the link in the show notes. So going back to rice crackers, right? It doesn't mean you should never offer rice-based products or rice-based crackers. It just means that you need to be a bit deliberate about rotating these products in your child's diet with other grain products in order to balance out how much your child is getting. So we don't want to be exclusively buying like baby mom, mom, rice puff, rice-based crackers, let's say, and then not really changing it up or offering it every day, that kind of thing. And in the free guide that I created for you with all of the brands for best Morse crackers, I actually created categories for you that lists crackers that should be, they're kind of, I guess, in the best cracker category, ones that are in the runner's up category, ones that you should only serve occasionally, and ones that you should avoid or limit. And any crackers with rice, especially if it's in there in like a larger quantity, is going to be in the runner's up category because of this fact, assuming of course that all the other nutritionals are good. So you can check that out again and all the other brands that I recommend and what categories they fall in, in the free guide, which is in the link in the show notes. Now let's move on to the types of oils and fats that are used in crackers as well and how to take that into consideration. Mainly, again, when I'm looking for things, I want to see less processed oils or maybe non-GMO oils, oils that are anti-inflammatory. So things like, for example, olive oil, flaxseed oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, um, a high oleic sunflower oil, those are all good types of oils that really aren't in that category of like of inflammatory or processed, or ultra-processed oils, I should say, but then other ones like corn oil or canola oil, vegetable oils, those are definitely more processed, or like soy-based oil, which would be like a genetically modified oil, those ones would definitely dock off points in terms of how I rank them in nutritional uh, quality. And then to add to all of this, the fewer ingredients in the cracker, the better because that's going to leave less room for things that you want to avoid for your baby or toddler, like any added sodium or sugar, artificial sweeteners, any colorings or preservatives. So really some examples of things that would indicate it's a high quality ingredient would include things like whole grain wheat, as I mentioned, um, any whole grains like whole grain rye or whole grain oats or whole grain quinoa, bulgur, that kind of thing. Maybe spelt, millet, brown rice as well, wild rice, that's a whole grain, um, buckwheat, and then almond flour, coconut flour, chickpea flour, bean flours. Those are really good types of flours to use in a cracker because they're also providing a lot of fat and they're providing a lot of protein. So they're super nutrient dense for your baby or for your toddler. It's going to provide good calories. And then also add additional things like flax seeds, sesame seeds, hemp seeds, chia seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds. Those are all really good additions for some, again, healthy fats, some fiber. And then if there's some dairy in there, using organic dairy, organic cheese or milk, And then as I mentioned again, the healthy oils like olive oil, avocado oil, sunflower seed oil, that is high oleic sunflower seed oil and flaxseed oil, that type of thing. So those are just some examples when you're looking at the ingredient list what to look for. Now sometimes you're going to see the use of root vegetables or cruciferous vegetables like broccoli or cauliflower or kale um, that maybe saying on the label like yeah it contains a full serving or something like that or even in the ingredient list you might see oh kale that's awesome or kale powder great this must be good but Honestly, anything that I have seen, it's never present in significant enough quantity to make any nutritional difference. It's there for marketing purposes. It's not harmful. So that's great. So don't worry about it if you see it. But don't buy it based on the fact that you're thinking, oh, this is going to provide my child, you know, a serving of vegetables or extra vitamin A or anything like that. And then the final thing to kind of say about the nutrient list, or sorry, the ingredient list, is that the actual order in which the ingredients are presented matters. That's because when they make these ingredient lists up, it's not randomly just thrown in there, oh there's some of this and there's some of that, it's actually based on the weight that ingredient is present in in the recipe. So if you are looking for those high quality ingredients, you really want to see them listed in the first couple spots on that ingredient list because that means it's going to be present in the most quantity. So if you see anything that's unwanted like sugar or salt or any unwanted additives, whatever it might be, at the very least we want to see them at the very end of that ingredient list because it means it's present in smaller quantities compared to, again, those other high quality ingredients that we want to see at the beginning of the list. So I hope that makes sense and I hope that helps you navigate it a little bit. Now, the next thing to kind of look at, we've kind of talked about the ingredients themselves. Let's move into the nutrients, like the nutritional value and nutritional factors on the label that we want to look for. And for me, I am always looking at the three major nutrients of protein, fat, and fiber That is really something that should be a component of most snacks and definitely all meals. You should have all three of those in good quantity in order to make sure that food is sustaining and that it helps balance blood sugars and in order to prevent babies and toddlers from getting too hungry before their next snack or meal. So if they're eating crackers and there's not a lot of protein or fat or fiber, you're going to basically see blood sugar levels spike up and you're going to see that they're gonna be hungry, it's not filling, and it's not very good for their mood or for their health. So ideally we see all three of them, but especially if it's just used for a snack, right? We wanna see at least a good source of two of those major nutrients. So the recommendation for toddlers one to three years of age is to get about 19 grams of fiber per day. Now I will say that under one year of age fiber is not as important for babies so if you're looking at a cracker and it doesn't have a lot of fiber but it does have a lot of other great things in it that's okay and those compromises were actually taken into account when I again created the list of best and worst crackers for babies and in the runners up category I would have probably put certain things in there that maybe didn't have a lot of fiber, but they had a lot of other great stuff in it. So they ended up being in the runner's up category. Now fat, on the other hand, that is an extremely healthy and needed nutrient for the development of the brains of babies and toddlers. Their brains are growing rapidly. They need a lot of good fats in order to help support that overall growth. But I will say that the type of fat, again, it really matters. So we want to avoid trans fats. We want to aim for mono and poly unsaturated fats. By the way, those are mostly found in plant-based type products, plant-based fats. And then there's saturated fats, which in the context, I will say, of a whole foods diet and from whole food sources, there is no evidence of being harmful, despite what you might hear, because it's still a trendy or maybe a misinterpreted kind of nutrition quote-unquote fact. It's not really a fact that saturated fats are bad. It's just processed foods and um, having no monounsaturated and, and, and other he- heart healthy fats to balance it out is what is not good. So, having saturated fats from good sources again, maybe it's grass fed dairy, maybe it is um, really good, like quality meat that is totally fine. So, I didn't dock off as many points in the cracker guide um, if there was a little bit of saturated fat, but I will say that I don't even think many of them had. Any or much fat at all from saturated sources, probably because companies know this and they're trying to reduce that on the nutrient label so that people will still buy their stuff. Okay. The next thing, again, to look for when I was talking about unwanted ingredients, I mentioned no sugar, no sodium, or at least no added versions of this, because we're going to have some natural sources of sugar through carbohydrates in general, but we don't want to be adding anything extra that's unneeded, right? So really, the recommendation is actually for all kids under the age of two that we totally avoid added sugar, although that's not always the most realistic thing, but it's definitely the goal, and then sodium is required, of course, in the body, so we need it, but we just don't want it in excessive amounts, especially when it's coming from processed foods. So it's best to leave as little room for added salt and highly processed snacks as possible, and to keep it more just for the addition of flavor in home cooked meals. So you can use a little bit of salt when you're making meals for your child or for yourself, but um, getting it from processed food, it just adds up so, so quickly. So that's why we really look for low sodium crackers at the end of the day. But that all being said, I totally understand that, you know, accessibility, affordability, and really just staying sane are also very important factors when you're considering what to feed your kids, right? So when I'm talking about all these like ideals for a cracker, just know that there isn't necessarily one perfect, you know, cracker out there and really it's okay if you, you know, break the the rules, if you will, here and there, or in times of survival or when sanity is just needed, it's okay to give your child some crackers that aren't necessarily in that, you know, best cracker category or even in the runners up category, even if you're serving them, you know, when needed, the crackers that are on the avoid or limit category in my free guide, well, guess what? It's You're the parent and you've got to do what you've got to do at times. So don't feel bad. This is just for educational purposes and to strive for um, a specific thing if possible. Now, the last thing I want to touch on when it comes to considering the best crackers for your baby and toddler, you really have to look at choking risk because it is a very hard thing to determine and to say across the board whether crackers are a choking hazard or not. It really depends on the texture of the cracker and it depends on the level of chewing ability that your child has. Now I will say, in my free cracker brand guide, I have listed things out in terms of um, age and safety of a cracker for that age group. So I've divided it up from six to 12 months of age, 12 to 18 months of age, 18 months to four years of age, and then four years of age and up. So again, it's taking into account the texture of the cracker and the relative choking hazard for the majority of children. That's not to say that if you're, you know, 18-month-old is eating something that's on the cracker list for the four-year-old and up, then you're doing something horribly wrong. You have to take into account, obviously, your child's individual ability, your level of comfort, All that stuff. But this is my recommendation based on what I can recommend for the majority of kids. Now, really, we want to make sure it's not too dry. At the end of the day, it's the biggest thing is you want to keep it moist as possible and you don't want it to crumble into really rigid, again, dry, sharp pieces. Until they have really good chewing skills that they can really work through that in a safe way. Now I will say if you're worried, if you're concerned, um, even if something is on that list for a specific age group and you're still worried, don't risk it. You can always take that cracker and soften it up in a little bit of water or milk, just kind of let it soak in a bowl for even just like 30 seconds, maybe depending on the cracker up to a minute. Like I know Triscuit crackers, for example, it's a very healthy cracker but it's really really dry it breaks into sharp dry pieces so I love to soak that in a little bit of milk or water again before serving it and it will still hold its shape because it's a thick cracker but it will at least be easier for your child to eat and it won't be as much of a choking hazard that way so check out the guide basically at the end of the day I'm giving you kind of my background um, criteria and how I went about choosing what is on this guide in these different categories but I At the end of the day, download the guide. Again, the link is in the show notes. And that is going to show you exactly what brands fall into all of these categories that I'm talking about today. And then you can just go purchase based on that. So I hope that helps. And I would love to get your feedback. And if you did find this episode helpful, would you share it with a parent? And would you leave me a review? That would mean the world to me. And honestly, it helps so many other parents just to be able to know about this podcast, to get this podcast out there. And all it takes is about 30 seconds. If you don't mind, just leave me a quick, even one-liner and hopefully a five-star review. And you'd be helping me so much. So thank you in advance. And I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.